0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game back at a Chukri show hanging out in the Kia studios on this Friday night with you. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, it was a shellacking today at uh, Wrigley Field as uh, the Braves whitewashed the Chicago Cubs 8 to nothing behind Max Free. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show, Justin Toscano. He is the Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he's on Twitter, at Justin C. Toscano. Justin, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, Chuck.
1: Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Uh, it's good, and uh, that was a marvelous performance today. Listen, Justin, the only thing I'll say is I, I'm hoping while Max Fried was off that he did not sell his soul to Beelzebub because that was a magnificent performance, and that was as strong of a start, all things considered, when you look at the circumstances as the Braves have probably put up all year.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you can really see just the level of dominance between Freed and some of the arms they've had to bring up. Now, that's expected, right, when you use 12 starters. I mean, 15 if you count the three arms for, you know, that open the bullpen games. But it was it was just a different level today. I mean, in terms of Max, I mean, as I was a gamer, knows uh, the opposing lineup about as well as, as anybody taking the mound that day. Um, you, you just really saw it, right? Like, his, his rehab performances were pretty pedestrian, but they always say that you really can't tell much of those. Today he got, you know, the nervous energy before start, got the adrenaline of a game, a different feel in that visitor's clubhouse and, you know, at Wrigley Field. And he was terrific, man. I mean, I thought as much as anything, uh, the 97 miles per hour uh, was what was very encouraging to me. His fastball, you know, averaged around 95 I mean, it was just everything you wanted to see, right? Because this is a team that won a title without Ronald Acuna Jr. two years ago. But, like, you just – the road's going to be tough over the next two and a half months. And and having Freed, a healthy Freed that looks like he did today, just increases their chances a lot. And, I mean, I think that's that's about as well as it could have gone, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, that – I mean, he was – again, I – Uh, Listen, uh, Justin, I've said, I think he's the best left-hander in baseball. And it's going to be really interesting in another year or so from now when it's contract time because he's going to get paid like he's the best left-hander in baseball. I'm wondering, I I still question whether or not that they will fork out the kind of cash it's going to take to keep Max Freed. Do you have any sense about, you know, what his long-term vision is. I mean, you know, is he committed to Atlanta? I mean, you know, again, we can't know inside of his head, but he's going to make a ton of cash when he comes on the open market.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I think he, you know, it's, it's been tough to tell, you know, you know, a hundred percent. I think he likes Atlanta. Um, I think there's a narrative. I don't know if it's fair or not, but I think there's a narrative around the industry that he likes LA just because that's home. Um, now, I don't know, like money talks, right? I mean, I think if the Braves were to pony up and offer him something he felt he couldn't refuse, I know that's obvious, but obviously he would, you know, probably take that deal. But if look, if he pitches like he did today, you know, throw the injuries out. I mean, if he if he pitches to a you know a three ERA or under uh, over this next year and a half uh, going into his free agency, I mean, yeah, he's. He's going to be paid, right? I mean, he's going to be the, probably the top starter on the market uh, at a good age. Um, somebody who doesn't have a ton of innings on his arm uh, just because of when, you know, he he did come up and starting the bullpen at first. I mean, I just, yeah, it, it's tough. I, I don't know. I mean, I just think like like anything else, it's going to come down to whether the Braves pay him. And in terms of starting pitchers, I mean, we've seen how much they've cost in free agency. And uh, the Braves right now have structured their roster so that nobody's making more than $22 million a year uh, at separate parts of their contracts. And I just think that, I mean, that's going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough to keep Max within that range. Now, the Braves can stretch it, but they've already kind of set this precedent. I don't know how much that goes into it, but I really do think that if Max keeps pitching like he has been these last couple of years, he's probably going to exceed the Braves' price. And Unless they're willing to do something that, look, you know, they haven't done before. Because he's not a guy you're going to sign in 10 years or 11 years like you could with Austin Riley to get to that $212 million and still get to the AAB you want, right? So, I, mean, I think – and, you know, if he gets to free agency, there's just going to be suitors. And, and, look, you know, sometimes the market dictates that, right? Like we just saw with a guy, you know, on the other side today, the day, Dan Swanson, who – was, you know, a great ball player, but I think we can all agree that the shortstop market soared and the prices just became the You know, that can happen more so even with a guy like Freed, who's who might, you know, is going to be the top starter when he's out.
1: Justin Toscano, Braves beat writer, avoiding uh, all the sirens. Uh, hopefully he's not getting arrested uh, here on the waitford.com hotline. Do you think Spencer Strider right now is the leader in the clubhouse for the Cy
0: Young Award? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, I don't know. Just because it's – I'll say this. It's the best 3-5 DRA I've ever seen in my life or whatever it is. I mean, he had those two starts. But I think – yeah, I mean, I think he's got to be near the front runners on the list, right? I mean, if you look at the strikeouts, you look at what he's done. And, I mean, I think think in in recent history, at least anecdotally, it feels like the Cy Young winner – I mean, I guess Alcantara was great the entire season, but the year, you know, I, I think the Cy Young winners tended to, it's like one of those guys that goes on the insane second half run, and he's on the moves right now. I mean, you take away a couple of the home runs, even, that's even better. Um, I mean, I think the RA's got to get a little lower, but, look, I mean, the strikeouts, <laughs> really, I mean, that, that can sway voters. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be with the way it is in the NL this year, um you know, in certain underperformances from some guys and injuries to others, I think he's got as good of a chance as anyone uh, at taking it home.
1: Yeah, I mean, he leads in two of the three triple crown categories for pitching. He, uh, I think really his only competition right now is Zach Gallon. I mean, when you look at the National League, there's nobody that just kind of stands out uh, in the league. And again, he's got all the numbers that, that would tell you that he should be the Cy Young winner. It's not just strikeouts, but again, he's leading the league in wins. Um, you know, he's had good numbers all the way around. The only the only thing that's concerned me about him is the number of home runs that he's given up here, you know, especially year over year. It's been it's been that's been the one thing that's been a dramatic increase as far as the number of homers that he's given up year over year.
0: Yeah, no, I I think I know talking to him in Boston, uh, he really feels like and he's a guy that will just be, you know, for anybody who's seen, ever heard him talk. I mean, he's super hard on himself, like super honest, super genuine. You know, if he's not been good. But I think the one thing that stood out to me is he just feels like he's given, you know, his you he said, you know, you watch an outing for other pitchers and they might get away with four their five mistake pitches, he's like, he feels like his are getting punished right now, the couple mistakes he makes a game. And it really seems to be the case. I mean, over these last seven, eight starts, he's throwing the ball terrifically, really, since that one in Detroit. Uh, and I, I really think that um, maybe it's a case of, you know, a, a little bit of bad luck. I mean, especially if you leave, like, earlier in the season, he was leaving 96 over the plate instead of 98. Like, that might be that two miles an hour I think is probably a big difference to hitters. I've never hit, you know, the major leagues, but that would seem big. He's had some mislocations. Lately, it's been a lot better, I think, since that Diamondbacks start the past few. I mean, it's been, to me, like a couple unlucky ones, like the Rafael Devers one in Boston was, you know, a couple feet below the zone, and he had to golf it out. I mean, I think that stuff is the stuff that will level off over the time. Here's the problem with kind of what we're talking about, the Sun Young, voters don't look at that. I mean, some of them do, but I, I, you know, like there are some of them that will not look into the context or look into the expected batting averages of all those home runs or look into. And so, I, I mean, I think it's something that dramatically affects ERA, but you need some sort of context behind it. And I just hope that in Spencer's case, uh, people look at kind of that full picture and kind of go through it to see that context because he's been, to me, he's been a lot better than his ERA has shown.
1: Justin, uh, one of the other guys I want to talk to you about is Michael Harris, who really, I mean, before today, I think it's his last 15 games, was hitting 400, and we're starting to see him make the contact. You know, if you look at his walk and strikeout numbers, the walks are up, the strikeouts are down, uh, the batting average is approaching what it was last year, but the on-base percentage is getting up there, too. You know, again, we've been waiting for this to see you know it happen, but it it seems like Michael Harris, really, right now, this last 15 games, he's been on a tear and and finding some of that power stroke again too.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, for sure. I mean, I think the thing, really, the thing that encouraged me most with uh, with him was that even when he was struggling, man, like the defense was still there, and I think that really did a lot, at least for me, in wondering if he was gonna you know, come around offensively, like that's what kind of made me believe a little bit was knowing that his head was still in the right place, um, that the effort was still there. And yeah, like I think I think he was to me it it's the development, you know, from last year in terms of his rookie season, now getting another year in the big league. Really figured it out. Like the, that's the toughest thing for guys, I think, is like for the guys, you know, um in lineups, it's like how do you how do guys pitch you your rookie year How did they pitch you your second year? And what are those adjustments that they make, you know, almost like start to start, series to series on you, depending on how you're hitting them. All of that is way different than it is in the minor leagues, than it is in high school, college, whatever. Um, And I think now you see him more coming into his own uh, in terms of the numbers showing up uh, and him kind of staying more, you know, within his approach and, and getting better results. The interesting thing to me, though, is like, if you even go back a month, Uh, shoot the beginning of the Detroit series, like his expected batting average numbers and his kind of expected stats, all the things that show you the quality of contact, those were up. Uh, And so that was encouraging. And now it just seems like he's getting the results. But like you said, I mean, I think what stands out most depending on how you look at this is that strikeout rate is that walk rate because that's what he really struggled with last year, right? was chasing um, and a lot of the strikeouts were, you know, on the breaking ball. And to me, he's really made the adjustments and just looks like a more mature hitter that, you know, even when he wasn't getting the ball, it seemed like he was hitting the ball hard. And uh, that's all gravy when you play defense as well as he does.
1: Justin Toscano, he's the Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work. He is on Twitter, at Justin C. Toscano. Join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Justin, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes, uh, and we will certainly chat again soon. Yep, yep, anytime. See you, John. You got it. When we come back, it will be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. I mean, that's some serious dough for a guy who plays 50 games a season. And you know who we're talking about. Chuckery hanging out here in the Kia Studios. On the eve of SummerSlam, I'm watching SmackDown right now. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G
1: network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours